serving a good God this morning. Praise God. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated for a few moments. I'm going to make some announcements uh, that we need to get to. And um, I want to say uh, what an honor it is to have our guests that are in the house of God today. Why don't all the home folks give our guests a good hand clap? And uh, so we're so thankful for all of you that are here. And uh, we're especially glad that a lot of you are here. A lot of the home folks are gone and trying to get in those last few days of summer vacation. So we pray that the Lord would keep his hand of protection over each and every one of them and bring them home safe. And um, I want to say a special thanks to, uh, we didn't know it yesterday, but we just kind of had a church working around here. And I want to say a special thanks to all the ones that showed up and helped us work. And uh, we do appreciate that very much. We got some chairs we had to put together. And and, uh, we had some women over here, so they were cleaning and moving some stuff and getting rid of some stuff. It's got piled up over the years, so we're thankful for all of those who uh, helped us. And I want to say thank you. We had a great time at uh, Youth Service Friday night. Um, Brother Allen, Sister Angela is not in here. They're over at the gym working with the uh, bus children. But we had a wonderful time. Thank you for all of those who come and were faithful and all the nice cards and everything. I do appreciate it very, very much. I want to remind all the young men, 13 and up, that uh, we are going to the lake. The, the van will be leaving here uh, Tuesday at 10 o'clock. Tuesday at 10 o'clock. We'll be going up to the lake and playing in the water uh, Tuesday and then spending a night, spending the night and coming home Wednesday. So uh, remember that, Tuesday at 10 o'clock and coming home Wednesday. And uh, there's a youth rally at Brother Justin Jackson's church over in Highlands, February, or February, Friday the 23rd. And uh, so remember that, that's this month. Friday the 23rd. The bus will be going. Encourage all of the young people to go, especially young people. And uh, some of you that think that you're kind of in the gap or whatever, uh, you could go to. It's a great time, great youth rally. Looking forward to a great move of the Lord. And so remember that. Also, youth uh, uh, rally at Stuttgart uh, the 30th. And uh, we'll be going up there and coming home the 31st. So remember that. And uh, so um, I was uh, just informed uh, just this week. They sent out the invitations and they said the preacher will be announced later. And uh, so I was just informed that I was the preacher to be announced later. So uh, I'll be preaching that. Uh, the 30th at Stuttgart. So remember that. Choir practice tonight at 5.15. And um, be here for that. I appreciate the ones that showed up yesterday. We're trying to do some different things with the sounds. So appreciate the ones that showed up to help us yesterday. I want Brother brother Nate. Come up here, Brother Nate. What have you been doing? Did you really do that in Sunday school that they said that you did? (laughs) When you get called up in the middle of church, you think you might be in trouble. 
But I want to congratulate Brother Nate. I forgot to do this, and it came to my mind this morning, and I wrote it down where I would not forget. He's been Bible quizzing. I think some others is Bible quizzed through the year. And uh, was anybody from the church with him on this tournament? At, and uh, he got, his team got sixth in the whole nation. So we're, we're glad for that. Appreciate that. That's not very easy. If you think that's easy, you ought to try to remember. How many scriptures did you? How many? I think it was 281. 281 scriptures, verses that he had to remember. Anybody want to challenge him this morning? I think I'm going to pass on that. Thank you, Brother Nate. We congratulate you and uh, thank you for your work. And all the rest of them, I encourage you. I think it's a great program. And uh, Brother John and Sister Jessica is working in that and working with children that want to do it. And uh, I want to tell you, the only way that you can do it is start out young and stay with it. It's not an easy task at all. And uh, But I congratulate the children that do it. It's pretty pretty amazing to see them and to experience that. So thank you, Brother Nate. Congratulations to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, let's stand for the reading of the Word of the Lord. Hebrews chapter 13, Hebrews chapter 13, verses number 5 and verse number 6. I want to take just a few moments this morning and uh, share with you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart uh, for this service. And uh, hopefully that it would be a blessing to us this morning. Hebrews chapter number 13. Verse number five, I want to say thank you to Brother Laster for a Bible lesson this morning. And uh, I, I feel I feel kind of like he said it's kind of difficult to take your tongue and touch your elbows. I don't know, but I think I must be getting taller because it's getting more difficult to tie my shoes. Anybody else feel like you're getting taller? Or maybe there's just a bubble in the middle or something that's keeping us from bending over. But um, I feel like that sometimes different parts of my body are, are, are difficult to get to, more difficult than they used to be. And uh, so we want to pray for all of those who are sick this morning. Let's remember Sister Sharon, also Brother James and Sister Shirley uh, Stevens' brother uh, needs a touch from the Lord. Let's ask the Lord to touch him. Let's pray for uh, Paul Woods. Ask the Lord to move for him. Hebrews chapter number 13, verse number 5. It says, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. I think I could stop right there and preach a sermon on that. Don't be covetous of somebody else's things and be content with what you got. Woo! That's a message. For another day. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Everybody say that with me. The Lord is my helper. And I will not fear what man shall do. To me, I will not fear what man shall do unto me. 
so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Amen. Put your Bibles down. Let's lift our hands and our voices toward God. Let's ask God for His help today. God, we love you today. Thank you, Savior, for this opportunity that you've given us to come to your house, to worship, to praise, and to magnify your great name. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint your word, anoint your messenger, anoint us, O God, to hear, to receive, and to respond to your word in Jesus' name. Everybody said, in Jesus' name. Clap your hands one more time unto the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Amen. I want to talk to you today uh, from this subject. And I think this is something very important that all of us could understand and realize and always be assured of knowing. And this is what I want to talk about. He is still here. He is still here. And I'm not talking about a person, but I'm talking about Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior. He is still here. Amen. The Bible says that in Hebrews chapter 13, we find a lot lot of scholars and everything pretty much declare it's not for a fact or certain, but uh, with uh, great intent believe that the Apostle Paul was the writer of Hebrews, that he was directing this through the hand and through the mind and the will of Timothy, his son, in the gospel. And he says in verse number 13, he is admonishing them and instructing them uh, on some things to do and some things that they would be dealing with in life. And he said, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content. Learn how to be content. And the things that you have. And he said, always remember that I, not speaking of himself, but speaking of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, will never forsake you. And this is referring, and uh, he was partially quoting Matthew chapter 28, the words of Jesus that is written in Matthew 28 and verse number 20. That he says, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And he is making reference to the fact that no matter what you are going through as the body of Christ, that Jesus Christ is still there with you. I can remember, I have shared this with you many times, but... Uh, I will do so again, and, and probably again in the future I'll go ahead and, and let you know that, that if you miss the story this time, it's coming again. But I can remember when I was very young going hunting with my, with my daddy, and, and uh, I don't know, I, I, I can't remember how young that I was when I was first uh, set out on a deer stand by myself with my trusty single shot 410. Uh, with my slug uh, in it and uh, waiting on a deer to come by. Most of them were pretty safe because I can't remember how many I missed before I finally accidentally hit one. And uh, 
I know that I was on the deer stand by myself at eight years old when I killed my first deer. So, and I did not kill my first deer the first year that I hunted by myself. So I was pretty young. And uh, I would sit on the deer stand by myself, and all was well. All was good. Man, I was having a good time. I was whistling. I was, I was looking at squirrels. I was singing. I was, I was just that, you know, man, it had to be a, a, a deaf, dumb, blind deer that would ever stagger in my presence. Because I promise you, I was making some noise. I figured that making the noise, whistling and singing would keep the boogers away. And so, uh, evidently it did. I'm here today to testify to that fact. But I can remember sitting there and, and, uh, man, my daddy'd ask me, now you sure you're gonna sit here? You know, you know I'm not coming back till after dark. Oh yeah, man, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm pumped up. I'm ready to hunt. I'm ready to sit here. And, uh, I won't get, you're not gonna get scared. Now, you're not gonna holler and scream like you did last time. No, no, no. Got it under control. But as the, as the sun started to set, shadows start getting long. And, uh, the shadows on those tree branches start moving in the form of monsters. Bear. Wild mountain lions. All kinds of African lions. Everything. Tigers. Bad people. Everything. Man, things started taking on shape. And um, I'd say, you know, I'd try to convince myself, Daddy's just right over there. And everything's going to be all right. But the longer I sat there, the darker it got. The more concerned I got, and my mind started telling me, you know, your daddy's probably left you. He has probably forgot that he left you on the stand. Now, I didn't even think about, my mind wouldn't think, if my my daddy showed up at my house without me, consequences was going to be really, really, really serious for him. And if I would have thought about that, I'd have realized, you know, hey, hey, he, he's not that big of a dummy that he's going to go back to the house without me. But I was thinking, you know, maybe somebody come and got him and he was in a hurry and, and, uh, just run off and forgot me. You know, it seemed like I remember I hear, I heard a truck start up a while ago. Man, your mind, how many knows your mind can play tricks on you? I know some of you's never dealt with anything like that, your mind playing tricks on you, but your mind can play tricks on you. And I can remember sitting there and, and getting dark, and before it would get too dark, I'd say, hey, 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 daddy. And uh, he wouldn't answer me, and so I'd say, hey, hey, daddy. And... Uh, Man, I've called up all kinds of people in the woods before. My daddy, the first couple of times I did that, he'd come running to my rescue because he thought I'd fell out of the tree or something was trying to get me or, man, I've even shot my gun up in the air trying to get his attention. But after a few times of that, he said, you know, if you holler, I'm going to be out there, but I'm not leaving you, but I'm not coming to get you until I get through hunting. Now, he wasn't going to kill anything because I had the woods shook up. 
And uh, so I called people up, and they'd go get my daddy, and he'd say, I'll leave him there. He'll be all right. I know where he's at. Everything's fine. And so um, that would go on, and my daddy had promised me, look, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you. Nothing's going to get you. Everything, I'm just right over there. You can't see me, but I'm right there. And he had pointed in the direction. And I would know that he would not be far, but my eyes couldn't figure out exactly where he was. And man, I can remember, man, I could see that flashlight coming through the woods. Oh, what a relief that was. My throat was sore. <laughs> I was tired from hollering and screaming. <clears throat> and I said, oh, no, why did I do that? Because daddy's not going to be a happy man. And he was not a happy man when he had come. Boy, I told you I'm not going to leave you. He had some few few words that he used for me. And uh, but but I can I can remember him telling me I'm going to be right there. How many times in our life have we ever felt like that we have been all alone and knowing the whole time that we were really not all alone, but it felt like that we were all alone. There's been times in my walk with God that I have felt like that I was all alone, but really knowing in my spirit that God was right there with me all the time. But sometimes knowing that does not make you feel like that you're not all alone. Amen. But the Scripture has promised us when He was getting ready to ascend into heaven, He told His disciples that, I am with you. Lo, I am with you always. In other words, I'm going to rise. I'm going to leave. But down here, lo, down here, I'm still going to be there with you. That's a promise. God can do a lot of things, but God cannot lie. And when God makes you a promise, you can rest assured that God is absolutely 100% without a shadow of a doubt going to keep that promise. Amen. Amen. I, I remember uh, a few, few weeks ago we had the opportunity to go on a trip to Israel. Now, it's been a trip that I've always wanted to go on. I've always been kind of nervous about going on it. That's the reason why it took me so long to go. But it's a place that I've always wanted to go. And I always wanted to see. And I always wanted to experience that. Some things exceeded my expectations. Some things were very disappointing. But one, one thing that, that really touched me, that was really an incredible experience to me was when we got up early one morning and we were staying in Tiberias there on the, on the Sea of Galilee. Now, a lot of things you can figure that they've moved and, and they don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure the Sea of Galilee has not moved since biblical times. And, uh, so we got up early that morning and we got on this old boat and, and, uh, started out 
in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. Now, it's not as big as what you would think and or you would imagine, but it is a large body of water. And as we got out there, you could see where Jesus come in to the area of Galilee, where he come from Nazareth uh, down to uh, Galilee to where he began his ministry and done the majority of his ministry there in the area of Galilee. And uh, then as we went out to uh, to the middle of the, the, the lake there and and uh, you could see the the area where Jesus was when he had sent his disciples out to cross over to the other side of the lake. And there for a moment, I could picture them in the midst of that Sea of Galilee and the winds and the waves blowing and scaring them. And uh, not knowing if they were going to survive. Now, you must understand that this was a group of rough, tough fishermen. And they had been in storms before, but maybe not a storm quite like this storm that they're in at this present time. What they did not know, the Bible records this, but... The disciples did not know this, that Jesus was sitting up there on the hillside. And he was watching them. For they were rowing and towing and the winds were contrary unto them. Although they could not see him, he was still there. Although they did not know where he was, he was still there. Although they could not understand why He has sent us out here into the midst of this storm, He was there watching them all the time. He knew exactly what they were going through. He knew exactly what they were facing. He knew exactly what was happening in their life. He was there watching them all of the time. The Bible tells us the story of how that He come unto them walking on the water. In the midst of the waves, in the midst of the turmoil, in the midst of the storm, here comes Jesus walking upon the water. And when they seen Him, they were scared. They were disturbed because they thought it was a ghost. But Jesus said, It is I. Be not afraid. Now, I wonder what their actions would have been if they would have known that Jesus was up on the hillside watching them in the midst of their storm. Would they have had a little different action? Would they have had a diff- little different response to the storm? Would they have been so scared? Would they have been so disturbed? Would they have been thinking that we're not going to get out of this alive? Or would they have realized, hey, the master's up there, and as long as he's watching, I know everything is going to be okay. I know everything is going to work out for our good. Now, I know that some of you today are in the midst of storms of your life. 
I do not know what every person in this place is going through or facing at this particular time. But I do know that there is some that are facing storms in your life. There is some that you might even feel like that God is nowhere to be found. You have prayed and it seems like that God gives no answer. You have worshipped and it feels like you feel absolutely nothing from the presence and the power of God. You come faithfully to church and sometimes it feels like that God is still nowhere to be found. What I come to preach to you today is that no matter what you feel like, no matter what you see with your natural eyes, that I come to remind you that He is still there. Amen. That God knows where you're at. And God knows what you're going through. And God knows what you're facing in life. Don't get scared. Don't get upset. Don't get too disturbed. Because He is still there. Amen. About the fourth watch of the night. Jesus went unto them walking upon the sea. When you think that He is gone, when you think that He has forgotten, when you think that He is nowhere to be found, when you think there is no hope in sight, when you think there is no end to the trouble that you're facing, I come to remind you today that He's still there. He knows exactly where you are at. He knows exactly what you are facing. He knows exactly what you are going through. And can I remind you today that He's in the house of God this morning to help you, to strengthen you, to encourage you, to lift you up, to pick you up, to deliver you from your addictions. Amen. To deliver you from your sickness, to help you in the midst of your trial and your tribulation. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. 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 When we think He is nowhere to be found, He is still that present help in the time of need. Amen. The Apostle Paul kept in prison. The church had not seen Him. The church had not got to hear His ministry in some time. But He was reminding them, be content in the things that you have. Amen. But He also reminded them that Jesus said, even though I am not there, Jesus said in His Word, I will never leave thee. Amen. I am not going to forsake you, but I'm going to be there with you. He said, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man or any other thing or Preacher, our circumstance will do unto me. Amen. Why? Because I know, I know that I know that I know that I know that He's there no matter what I'm facing, no matter what I feel, no matter what I'm going through. He is still there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Amen. The disciples walked with Him. The disciples were faithful to Him. And then comes time for the crucifixion of Jesus. He had told them that He was going to be there. He had told them the great exploits that they were going to do. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, He is taken for their presence. He is taken in the time of prayer with great sorrow, weeping and sweat, tears falling down His cheeks. They come into the Garden of Gethsemane and they take Him away. We know the story how they took Him and tried Him and condemned Him to die. This is part that the, that the disciples did not understand. They could not figure out. They were looking for Him to set up His kingdom here on earth. That's what they were searching for. That's what they were looking for. That's what they had anticipated. But it was not an earthly kingdom at all. They crucified Him. But how many knows that the nails could not hold Him and the grave could not tame Him? How many knows that on the third day He resurrected and He is alive forevermore? Amen. No gravestone could hold Him in that old grave. I like the story where a couple of his followers were on their way to Emmaus. And as they were on their way, they met a stranger, by the way. And that stranger talked to them. And he said, why is your countenance so low? And they said, are you not from here that you don't know what has happened? You don't know what's going on. You don't know what's taking place. And they began to tell him what was taking place and he began to talk to them and remind them and they could not understand even what he was saying and then he went in and when he broke bread with them their eyes were opened and when he disappeared from their presence they said did not our hearts burn within us amen as we listened to his words there was an old familiar feeling if I can get you back to that place today that you can just feel that old familiar feeling again that reassures you just like the song said reassure me Lord that the road that you chose the road that I walk is a road that you chose for me reassure me Lord that everything is going to be okay reassure me Lord that everything's going to work out for my good I'm reassuring you today in the Holy Ghost that He is still here hallelujah hallelujah as he was crucified resurrected he appeared unto his disciples and then he was standing in the midst of them and he says in Luke chapter 24 in verse number 36 and as they thus spoke Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, Peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. And then verse number 49, he said, And behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you, but tarry ye 
in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he would, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. Can you imagine the thoughts of the disciples? Okay. Now here we go again. He was here with us. He promised us that he would not leave us. But here we go again. He is gone. Where's he at? We watched him ascend into heaven. Amen. He has left us again. But then they got to remembering. He said, go and tarry in Jerusalem. Amen. Then we go to Acts chapter 2 and verse number 1. It said, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Amen. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak. Speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Can I tell you that same Jesus that was crucified, that same Jesus that resurrected from the dead, that same Jesus that ascended up to glory, that same Jesus is still alive and well, and He is here in this house today. Amen. There are those who would say that the Holy Ghost is not for the church today. Amen. But I want to tell you, without the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, without the Spirit of God, ye are none of His. That Spirit connects with the Spirit of God. The Holy Ghost, He said, I am with you. But telling His disciples, He said, I am with you now, but I shall be in you. Amen. You know how good it feels that I'm walking with you. Wait till you feel what it feels like to have me on the inside walking through you. Amen. I come to tell you today, the Holy Ghost is for you. Don't listen to the adversary. Don't listen to the naysayer. God can fill you with His Spirit even today. How do we have victory? How do we have power? How do we have dominion over sin that would come into our life? I tell you, it's not by our good works. It's not by our separation from the world. Amen. It's not by our standards. But it's by the power of God that dwells in us. The Spirit of God, which is the Holy Ghost, that He has sent back to His church. That happened in the second chapter of the book of Acts. That's what gives you victory over sin. That's what gives you victory over drugs. That's what gives you deliverance from alcohol. That's what sets you apart from the things of this world. It's the power of God. He's here today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Did not our hearts burn 
within us when we talk with Him on the way to Emmaus. Amen. Did not our hearts and all of a sudden they feel that same power. They feel that same presence. Amen. Just like they felt when He stepped out on the water and He started walking unto them. Just like they felt when He resurrected from the dead and all of a sudden He was in their midst. All of a sudden they're in the the prayer room, in the upper room praying, waiting, caring, waiting on the Lord and all of a sudden the Bible said it was a sound of a rushing mighty wind all of a sudden they felt the same power, the same energy the same touch the same glory I want to tell you that's what we have here today it's the same power it's the same energy it's the same touch it's the same glory in the house of God today Because of the Holy Ghost, because of the Holy Ghost, we have the Lord in our travel. Genesis chapter 28, verse number 15 says, And behold, I am with thee, and I will keep thee in all the places whither thou goest, and I will bring thee again unto the land For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken of thee. Amen. When Jacob was running for the fear and the wrath of his brother, as they would come to the music, as he was running for his life, amen, God came to him in a vision. And he told him, he said, don't worry, wherever you go, I'm going to be there. Whatever you're doing, I'm going to be there. Wherever you travel, I am going to go with you. Amen. We also have a God that is there to give us rest. In Exodus chapter 33 and verse number 14. And he said, my presence shall go with thee. And I will Give the rest. Amen. We don't need our rest from a bottle. We don't need our rest from a peel bottle. We don't need our rest from an injection. Amen. But we have a God. We have a God. We have a God. We have a God that is there to give us peace, to give us comfort, to give us rest, to give us help, to give us hope. In the middle of the sleepless nights. In the middle of the tossing and turning. You may be seated. In the middle of the heartache and pain of worrying about what tomorrow will bring. When someone with no hope goes to the bottle. When someone with no hope goes to the drug dealer. When someone with no hope goes to the medicine cabinet. We with our hope in Jesus Christ go to our knees and He is still there. He's not there some of the time, but He's there all of the time. He's not there occasionally, but you can put your trust in Him that when you call on Him, God is going to be there. He is present in battle. No matter what you are facing in life, the things that would come against you. Deuteronomy chapter 20 and verse number 1. 
when thou goest into battle against the enemies and seest horses and chariots and a people more than thou, be not afraid of them. Do what? When you go into battle and those that are fighting against you have horses and chariots. See, Israel didn't have any of these things. When they have in horses and chariots and people more than thou. How many thousand was it at Gideon with 300 men? 300 men with pitchers and a lamp. Not much. But you know what the enemy could not see? They could not see the unseen force of God. And something happened when they began to shout. And they began to break the pitchers. And the lamps began to flare out. That God was able to magnify it. Until the enemy was run off. And killed themselves. And left the area. And they took back their land. Why? Because God is still here. The presence of God is what makes the difference. The power of God is what changes the situation. Leprous men started marching toward the enemy's camp. And all of a sudden to the enemy, God turned on the amplifiers. And it sounded like armies of the world coming against them. And it was just some old leprous men just walking along. Let's just go see what God will do. Why don't somebody make up in your mind today? I've tried everything else. I've turned to every other situation. I've tried everything that the world has to offer. I might as well try God. Put God to the test today. Come on, saint of God. Wake up and realize that God is still the answer to our life's trouble. He said, when they are more, be not afraid of them for the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. He is present in trials, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 43, in verse number 2, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. Though the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, Thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. He is always present. And in the midst of the believers, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 18 and verse number 20, the way that I know God is here. How many is gathered together in the name of Jesus this morning? How many come to church in Jesus' name, gathered into the house of God in the name of Jesus? Now I'm going to tell you what the Bible says about that. How many? Give me those hands again. That's more than two or three. Would we all, would we all agree on that? Is that more than two or three? The Bible says, for where two or three are gathered together in my name.
Anybody know the rest of that? There am I in the midst of them. You say, oh, I don't see him. I don't feel him. Why don't you just reach out for him? Why don't you say, hey, God, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing right now, I've got a need. I've got a situation. I've got a problem. I can't handle. I've got a situation. I can't fix. God, here I am. Let me reassure you again, God is in this place. If you don't know Him and the power of the Holy Ghost this morning, God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, God wants to see you baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. If you're hurting in your body, God wants to heal you this morning. If you're struggling in your spirit today, God God wants to give you strength. If you've got an addiction that you're trying to break free from, God wants to set you free because God is in the house. He's still here. Just like He was when the children of Israel, or when the, when the children of Israel was coming through the Red Sea. Just like He was when the disciples We're on the Sea of Galilee in the midst of the storm. Just like He was on the road to Emmaus. Just like He was in the upper room. He's still here. I can feel Him right now as everyone stands in this building. Let's lift our hands. Let's lift our voices toward heaven as they sing something this morning. If you need a touch from God, He's here today. If you need help from God, He's still here today. If you need strength from God, He's still here today. Why don't you step out from where you're standing and say, God, as I walk to this front, I need your help. I need your touch. I need that help, God, that only you can give. Hallelujah. He's still here. You might think He's nowhere to be found, but let me reassure you, He's in this place today. He's here to help you. He's here to touch you. He's here to strengthen you. He's here to lift you up today. He's here to deliver you. He's here to set you free this morning. Why don't you let Him help you today? Why don't you let Him work for you today? Why don't you let Him touch your life today? If you're sick in your body, why don't you lift your hands toward heaven? Make your way to this front and say, God, I need a touch that only you can give. I need help, God, that only comes from you. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God, praise God, praise God. Your touch, oh God. Your help, oh God. Your strength, oh God. Your anointing, oh God. Your delivering hand, oh God. Right now, Savior, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, church, let's reach out to the Lord. 
Come on, find somebody to pray with this morning. Put your arm around somebody. Touch someone. Grab hold of someone's hand right now. Put your hand on the shoulder of a brother or a sister. Come on. Oh, Holy Ghost help today. Holy Ghost touch today. He's in this place right now. He's here to help you. He's here to touch you. He's here to strengthen you this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. And touch the Lord as He goes by. you I praise you come on come on let's lift our hands toward heaven let's lift our voices toward God today whatever you need God